could be fun. <laughs> what are you getting? Well, I'm getting a bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lightness within it as well. Interesting. Yeah. Hold you on, know, honey, it's a yeah. very tricky color, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Terry and I worship an unconventional deity. The power of another dimension. Now, you're not going to read about this dimension in a book or in a magazine or uh, in a newspaper uh, because it doesn't exist anywhere except in my own mind. Well, hey, hey, good, 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 good evening. How you doing? Greetings. 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 This is the David Allen Show. We've heard a lot about extremism recently, a nastier, harsher atmosphere everywhere, more abuse and bother boy behavior, less friendliness and tolerance and respect for opponents. All right, but what we never hear about extremism is its advantages. Well, the biggest advantage of extremism is that it makes you feel good because it provides you with enemies. Let me explain. The great thing about having enemies is that you can pretend that all the badness in the whole world is in your enemies and all the goodness in the whole world is in you. Attractive, isn't it? So, if you have a lot of anger and resentment in you anyway, and you therefore enjoy abusing people, then you can pretend that you're only doing it because these enemies of yours are such very bad persons. And that if it wasn't for them, you'd actually be good-natured and courteous and rational all the time. So, if you want to feel good, become an extremist. Okay, now you have a choice. If you join the hard left, they'll give you their list of authorized enemies. <laughs> Almost all kinds of authority, especially the police, the city, Americans, judges, Americans. multinational corporations, <laughs> public schools, furriers, newspaper owners, fox hunters, generals, class traitors, and, of course, moderates. Or, if you'd rather be an extremist on the hard right, no problem, fine, you still get a lovely list of enemies, only they're different ones. Noisy minority groups, unions, Russia, weirdos, demonstrators, welfare sponges, meddlesome clergy, peaceniks, the BBC, strikers, social workers, communists, and, of course, moderates. And upstart actors. Now, once you're armed with one of these super lists of enemies, you can be as nasty as you like and yet feel your behaviors morally justified. So you can strut around uh, abusing people and telling them you could eat them for breakfast and still think of yourself as a champion of the truth, a, a fighter for the greater good, and not the rather sad paranoid schizoid that you really are. <laughs> that, my friend's John Cleese? Your friend's from John my, Cleese? My, I didn't say my friend John Cleese. Uh, that was John Cleese from, yes. um, I don't know, Monty Python. Monty Python. Kind of humorous. Yeah. I thought that was a good way to start the show. That was excellent. I, mm. I, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That was outstanding. And then because of this extremism, uh, Finally tonight we ABC News. <clears throat> Lester Holt with ABC News. I think it's ABC, right? It's NBC. I think ABC. Same thing. <laughs> Different names. Really same and, thing. Sorry, NBC News. The I Overlords was... own both of them. New broadcasting company. The Overlords. The Overlords. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, NBC actually. Lester Holt uh, had a little segment uh, by Tom Brokaw that 
is taking the interweb by storm. Turn to our lead story, the uproar over Donald Trump's proposal to ban Muslims from entering this country. In the heat of the political moment, some perspective. History is replete with examples of what happens when fear and intolerance take hold and an entire category of people is marginalized. This is actually from December 2015. Yeah, I thought it was so long ago. But it's kind of fun because old Tom broke or calm, broke calm. Tom. I think about calm. It's Tom can't say his L. <laughs> is he still around? Or? He's, a, he's a lover of liberty. <laughs> Tom Brokaw offers reflections now on the hard lessons of the past. Donald Trump's promise to ban all Muslims from coming to America is more, much more, than a shouted campaign provocation. Trump's statement, even in this season of extremes, is a dangerous sure. proposal that overrides history, the law, the law, and the foundation of America itself. In my lifetime alone, alone. we have been witness to the consequences of paranoia overriding reason. During World War II, law-abiding Japanese-American citizens were herded in... He is just getting ready to compare what Trump is saying to Nazi. What, what, one second, one second. <clears throat> He's going to be talking about the internment of Japanese citizens, <laughs> which is uh, the, the patron saint of the Democratic Party. It's the <laughs> one who did that. ...internment camps. Losing their jobs, businesses, Not and who, social who, Republicans. Wait, wait, wait. Who would that be? Uh, Hitler? Fed, uh, uh, FDR, oh, Franklin oh. Delano Roosevelt. Well, an all-Japanese-American division fought heroically in Europe. At the same time, in Germany, a regime that declared war on its own citizens if they were Jewish. <laughs> and Germany paid the ultimate price, defeat and history's condemnation. That's not the but ultimate after the price. War, I would think a complete eradication of all German people would be the ultimate price. That's a heavy price, but not the ultimate. America still had to learn about demagoguery the hard way. Senator Joe McCarthy's anti-communist witch hunt. It has been labeled. Making ever more outrageous claims, damaging reputations, until one day. Have you no sense of decency, sir? All of that, well. I think that one's a bad example. Because the commies, they they are everywhere. I found that out in the NOM. He's talking about the Jews, and now he's going to... Um, well, the Japs. The, the, he's now going to the... The, 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 <laughs> the communists? The, <laughs> the Negroes. Uh, African Americans whose ancestors came here as slaves were treated as second or even third class citizens in uniform and out. Yes, the jihadists are radical Muslims. I'm shocked he said that. But they're a minority in a world with a billion and a half Muslims. So he's going to say because... He's saying they're morally equivalent be, and they're not. Well, because they're a minority of Muslims. He said, yes, the radical jihadists are Muslims. But they're not all. They're just a, a small minority. Even so, defeating ISIS will be long, hard, and expensive. Long, long. Perhaps even more so now, because ISIS is likely to use Donald Trump's statements as a recruiting tool. Wait a second. Green. I don't get the... Okay, he is saying, basically, he's equating 
Donald Trump with FDR and Adolf Hitler and Joseph McCarthy. And Jim Crow is listed on the... Yeah. And Jim yeah. Crow. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. The Japanese in America did nothing. What? The Japanese who were living in America oh. were American. Mm-hmm. There might have been a few that sympathized with Japan, but only just a few. And then the Jews did nothing. Now, the communists, they were all over the place. They did a lot of damage. And the Jim Crow laws, the Negroes did nothing. Khan, a Muslim, responded to a different kind of recruiting, 9-11. An American citizen, he joined the American army to show that not all Muslims are fanatics. He just said one one guy, who one Muslim, who joined the army to prove, <laughs> apparently. I, now, it, unfortunately, this guy died in Iraq, I think, or Afghanistan. He was killed <clears throat> in Iraq in Iraq. 2007 by an IED just 20 years old. Mr. Trump cannot exclude him from America. He has a permanent home here in Section 60 at Arlington National Cemetery. Tom Brokaw was something for us to think about. No, it's not, Lester. No. So what they're trying to say is because not all Muslims are extremists and terrorists, Mm -hmm. we can't profile. We can't look at. It would um, be the equivalent Muslims. of interning them in camps. Oh, probably. But let's think about it. Everyone that makes these terrorist issues, blows up stuff, kills people, murders people, they are Muslim. So because everyone that does it is a Muslim, we have to look at them. It's not like there's another option. That's a good right? point. Right? Yeah, that's a real good one. Thank you, Cletus. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> hey, oh. Is this the David Allen show here on the K? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The, uh, well, but you know the problem with with that is is they're doing what they always do to make to try to make their case. They take this one example here or this one example there. If ninety percent of Muslims were extremists, they would take the example of, of one of the ten percent to sure. show why you shouldn't Right. But the example that he used, this is two thousand fifteen right now. Or no, now it's not, but it was. Yeah. It was the end of two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Fifteen, sorry. It's late. Yeah. Um He it used is late. the example of someone that used you know, he first he said ISIS is using Donald Trump's words right now couple months ago right now to recruit well this other guy he took a different one so they went back 2007 to find somebody he died in 2007 if there are so many examples why not maybe (laughs) do a more one that you know that maybe donald trump right now is saying uh isis is using donald trump's words well let's find a muslim right now Maybe that's using something that's going into the U.S. military. But it's just crap did, because they they said at the, just threw it away. Oh, he died in two thousand seven. Okay. Yeah. But um, and how he, many? Yeah. How many thousands of people served nine over there? years ago? Yeah. 
Nine? Nine, 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 nine. Yeah, nine yeah. years ago. Nine years yeah. ago. There's been four or 5,000 people have died in this war. So uh, if he is one of the few Muslims who have actually died. Yeah, where are the others? Yeah. It, is it a fair representation? I don't know what what's the percentage of Muslims in America. I don't know. Could you look that up, perhaps? I think they've... I think they've outnumbered, or they're more than the uh, than Jewish people. Well, there are how many billion Jews or Muslims in Muslims. the world? There's how many? How many five, million five to Jews? Seven million Muslims in the United States. So that's about two percent mm-hmm. of the population of the United States are Muslim. What are the what's the population? What's the percentage of people that have died in Iraq and Afghanistan that were Muslim? You think it's proportional? No. <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> this is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. It is May 12, 2016. Brown was in this group, right? <laughs> Wasn't he? The new addition, isn't it? New I don't addition, know. yes. Oh, hey, I see. Yes, he was. I, I didn't know that. With Michael Jackson? <laughs> no. <laughs> David Allen Show, this portion of the David Allen Show brought to you by the essence of opulence. <laughs> when <laughs> when a Timex just doesn't work, why not spend a million dollars on Rolex gold for her in diamonds? Thank you, Rolex, for wasting our money. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. Uh, how to tell if you are brainwashed. Are you ready? This is from the Flat Earth Matters Facebook group. Flat Earth Matters. How you can tell if you're brainwashed? Uh, here you go, ready? If you think the, the Earth number, is round? <laughs> number one, you believe the Earth is spinning at 1,000 miles per hour, but you can't feel it. Uh, number two, <laughs> you believe the oceans are curved because, quote, gravity, but you can't measure it. What? 
Number three, <laughs> you believe ships disappearing over the horizon is proof that of the globe and not due to perspective. Number four, you believe pilots would not have to account for the Earth's curvature or spin while flying. That is the <clears throat> dumbest. Number five, you believe the sun is really 93 million miles away. So what, we're sitting on a turtle? On the back of a turtle? Number six. You believe NASA's pictures of Earth from space, uh, from space are real? <laughs> this isn't This isn't the onion. I don't think so. Uh, and number seven. You believe the Earth is a spinning ball whirling through infinite space without a single proof. <laughs> Flat Earth Matters, folks, here on The David Allen Show. News you care about. <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, and who's the who, you, and you know, define care? So this is a community. 12,810 people like this on Facebook. There's a larger number of schizophrenic people, so mm -hmm. I don't think... Mm -hmm. I think you're, you'd make just good of a case that a schi uh, the schizophrenic population is... Not brainwashed, and everybody else is. Well, okay. Wow. <laughs> but you see that a lot. It's it's like a reaction against us. Um, I just don't get people protesting that sort of stuff or, or thinking that way. <clears throat> That's funny, though. <laughs> I thought it was humorous. <laughs> Are you brainwashed, David? Evidently. Apparently so. Apparently so. Oh, wow. So do you think the Earth is round? Uh, I've never seen it, so I don't know. Oh. Have you seen it? Seen what? The, or the round Earth? I haven't been up in space to see the oh. round Earth. Well, to see, how do you know space is real? Well, because of gravity. How do you know gravity is real? Uh, then what no. else would cause no. things to fall? It does. Huh? It's so simple. Yeah, what is it? It just it is. It just, <laughs> it just it's is. It's magic. It's black magic or white magic. Uh, Glenn Beck predicts that Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States. Whoa, wait a second. Did he come out of hey, his, uh, his funk? Oh, no. depression? No, I think he's just biting the bullet and realizing that uh, his crying and weeping and begging, pleading people <laughs> uh, to not love Trump or something. Uh Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. It's big. I, mean, I don't know. I kind of liked, I like to listen to, I used to like to listen to Glenn Beck, but it He's just got so way too irritating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wonder if that's the Mormon part of him that's. <clears throat> that's what? I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with this. Kind of apocalyptic. Sorry. I, my bad, everyone. <clears throat> Why? This is the David Allen Show. I didn't mean to keep going with Bob Marley. No one cares about him. Oh, I do. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have any more new new edition? I want another one of them. Who's that? Doesn't matter. You got called for something else, so oh. we're doing it. New edition. Is this new edition? 
Nope. <laughs> this is new. New edition. <laughs> is it the new? Is it? Is this like when they're 45 this rather than when they were 12? 2005. Uh, I want the old new edition. <laughs> I want the old it's new very, edition. It's very neutral. <laughs> very retro. Ugh. No, thank you. These are the things that change. It's it's is called this, testosterone. It's nice. called a flooding of hormones that puts you through puberty. That no, changes you no, from no. boys to men. <clears throat> R&B for you, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. David Allen Show, the love edition. <laughs> it's not even February. Sorry. Okay, that's enough of that. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't do it. Uh, moral. Let's see. Hold on. So apparently. Apparently. Um. <laughs> apparently, I've never been on television before. <laughs> and apparently. 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 <laughs> What's that from? Uh, uh, you've heard of Alex Jones, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's kind kind of a blowhard. Uh, Started out kind of a blogger, right? Now he's got an internet uh, show. Does yeah. he have a conspiracy? Is he on t- oh, yeah, he's kind of out there a little bit. Is he on television by chance anywhere? Uh, no, I think he does his own. Th- he's got his own network online. It, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. like the Blaze, perhaps, yeah. just a little yeah. more crack potty. Yeah, yeah. I would someone, say so. <laughs> someone made a little uh, video of him. Ooh, that I think is funny. You're gonna live in a tank and be tied into this virtual world. You'll be able to wire your head in and just get unlimited pleasure. It'll feel like 10 times the best orgasm for three days if you want straight. They're taking the DMT. Hitler took the DMT. Stalin took the DMT. Mao took the DMT. The DMT. The DMT. Hitler took the DMT. Stalin took the DMT. Mao took the DMT. The DMT. The DMT. The DMT. Hitler took the DMT. Stalin took the DMT. Mao took the DMT. The DMT. The DMT. The DMT. Hitler took the DMT. Stalin took the DMT. Mao took the DMT. The DMT. The DMT. What is DMT? Do you know? Yes. Yeah, do tell. It is this uh, drug that. Um, oh, hold on. They believe they're in contact with off-world groups. Chris Geo, True Frequency Radio. He takes it. You see the elves, little green hats. We're in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. We're in trouble. We're in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. All of it. I shouldn't even get into it. There's a reason they're all whacked out of their minds. They're taking DMT. And the point is, is that their whole science is, is, is way ahead. We don't even know what they've got. They're in power because they're taking the DMT. Hitler took the DMT. Stalin took the DMT. Mao it's a great tune. I love it. Stalin took the DMT. This is video clips of him, so it's hilarious. You think they're all a bunch of old men? They're in power because they were into this stuff 70 years ago. The DMT. They were injecting DMT 70 years ago. They were injecting it. They're taking Where? the DMT. Hitler took the DMT. Stalin took the DMT. Mao took the DMT. Chris Geo took the DMT. Hitler took it, it, the it DMT. affects part of your brain. What What does it do? It causes hallucination, feel like you leave your body, and 
Uh, there, a lot of people think there's a spiritual component, and you tap into this um, unknown part Thank of you, your Alex. brain. Thank you, Alex. That's funny. Thank you, thank you, Alex. I you made me laugh out loud, so I, I figured you could laugh out loud as well. <laughs> do you ever, do you ever watch Alan? Al, yeah, uh, of course you've you've watched some of his. Alex Jones. Yeah. Oh, Alex he's a Jones. loon. He's fun. Yeah. I saw one video recently where he was just trying to rip apart Glenn Beck for mm-hmm. crying. Really? Oh, and he's crying himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, excellent. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I think uh, people like that, I, you know, I don't know how far you take it. I mean, the problem with people like that is that kind of de- desensitizes you. Um, so he can say truth, but because he's, he acts a certain way, it's really easy to dismiss everything that he says, so... I think if he was a little less yelling and talking like this all the time, it's Alex Jones. He talks like that because he took the DMT. Yeah. <laughs> or he's trying to be he was Stone Cold. At the, I was hauling at the moon last night. He's trying to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you remember Michael Sam, no? Michael Sam. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Scrum delicious. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to be snarky today. <laughs> what, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Michael Sam believes that the fact that he came out as gay uh, played a huge part in why he is no longer in the NFL. Not because he Nothing wasn't very good. Nothing to do with him sucking as an NFL player. Well, yeah, no, as, an, as an NFL player. As an he NFL. He know football, but he yeah. couldn't. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> well. I just think it's funny. He's come out. If I, <laughs> I think if I never would have come out. Never would have said those words out to the public. This is a quote from him. Uh, I would still be currently in the NFL, but because of me saying those words, I think I could have play, it could have played a huge part in my current situation. Then why did you say something? Because he thought it would help him. Yes, because he did. Because he knew he wasn't very good. Yes, he did. That's the reason why. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. He was totally that's, using it. I'm assuming that's the reason why. I mean, well, okay, you can't okay, yeah. definitively okay, say. Okay, you're right. Yes. Yeah. It appeared as such. It appeared. Mm-hmm. That was my Caveat. assumption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. This is really rich considering we now know for a fact that the only reason Michael Sam was ever drafted into the league was because he was gay. <laughs> yeah. In addition to that, we also yes. know that the only reason why Sam was signed by the Cowboys after being released by the Rams, released means you... you Fired, essentially, uh, was because the league worked the phones, lobbying teams to sign him to their practice squads. Really? In Is order- that why? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Goodell was calling people like nut, like crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've written. It's, it's PR. It's all PR, the entire thing. So then why, uh, why did Tim Tebow not get a job? Or was he just not uh, that good? Tebow? Yeah. Uh, I don't think he was consistent. And he played a game that doesn't fit in typical NFL style. He was a runner, and he was good at that. Um, from what when I watched him play, which I didn't see his entire career, but when mm-hmm. I watched him play, he was fun, but he wasn't consistently good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he played some games into the playoffs that were dynamite, but just not I, solid. I thought they said that he might be able to play. I think tight end, but. Something like that, but he never wanted to. He just wanted to oh, play quarterback. That could be, yeah. And he's huge. I mean, he's a big guy as mm-hmm. far as muscles go. Mm-hmm. He's one of the stronger. And like Colin Kaepernick, 
um, the 49ers quarterback. Okay. I think he still is. He was. Uh, that guy's ripped out of his mind, too. It's 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 not very often that you see a muscly quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Peyton Manning. Man- Manning. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's brilliant at what he does and very talented. But physically. At what he did. Did. Yeah. <clears throat> now, are, are you talking the the harassment? Sexual <laughs> harassment he did in college? Both. Good at that? Both. I'm, oh, okay. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He puts his, his you know, f- effort into well, whatever and, he does. Well, uh, and Aaron Rodgers, the, the, the Packers. What about Ben, whatchamacallit, from uh, Yeah, he's just nine feet tall, though, So which helps. But mm. but none of these guys are just ripped. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, like, outwardly, they're not bulky. Mm-hmm. Kaepernick is bulky. Tim Tebow was bulky. They just mm-hmm. had muscle mass. And I don't know if that is a help or a hindrance. I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see. I mean, you see, right, like uh, Peterson from the Vikings, you look at that guy, he's like a bodybuilder. I mean, his definition is nuts. Well, I can definitively say ooh, ooh, that everything that was that I said after saying Tim Tebow's name was said out of ignorance because I don't watch football. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> I used to. But I haven't in the last however many years. Because I firmly believe I'm not going to allow my emotional health to be dictated by 20-some-year-old millionaires whose life consists of uh, trying to win a few games. And whether they do or don't, they're still going to go home to their mansion. That doesn't really get me all. And I think it's funny when um, people go, yeah, my t- we won. We oh, won. I, oh, I hate that. And, yeah, and like, I always say, oh, you did? You did? You, you, you played for the Vikings? Played, I, know, I didn't know you played for them. That's yeah. awesome. I do that all I the time. I had no idea. <laughs> Grandma, I had no idea. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think that you hear. I mean, I, I know some people that are diehard NASCAR fans. <laughs> I never hear them say, we won. Yeah. yeah. We won that race. Yeah. That's true. I, I, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't hear <clears throat> soccer play. We well, man, oh, they might do. Maybe, maybe over in Europe yeah. they do. Yeah, I bet they do over it. Well, they're crazy. All the Duh. soccer hooligans and whatnot. You know, if it's Koi, she's cocked. What was that? <laughs> I Sorry, I have to go find it here. Uh, how do you spell it? Vuvuzela. I, you know, phonetically, or <laughs> I don't Here know. Here we go. I, Ready? Okay. Hitler took the DMT. That song is <laughs> the DMT. The D. Here we go. Ready? Uh, maybe. <sighs> yeah. That's a Vuvuzela. This is not. That's a guitar. Yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, YouTube. What's a Vuvuzela? Look it up. I don't even know how to spell it. V V U V U Z, and then it will tell you. <laughs> Google will put it in. V U V U. It's that sound. Zella. You get two hundred thousand of those going at a soccer match. Oh. I mean, it, look, like it looks like an extended. From, uh... Uh, it looks like the filler when you put oil in your car. Oh. Oh, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, sorry, it's irritating as I'll get out, but apparently that's what you do at a soccer match. Really? Mm-hmm. Or football, as they say over there. <clears throat> it's a real football, not over here. It's just American football. Okay. Uh, uh, this from the president, May 9, 2000. Of, of the U.S., sorry. Of okay. the world, apparently. Because, yes, you've worked hard, but you've also been lucky. Uh, he is dressed in, he's, this is a speech at he, the, the uh, commencement speech at uh, college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, this, uh, th this year, I believe. This part. That's a pet peeve of mine. People who've been successful and don't realize they've been lucky. Really? Hmm. Much like yourself? <laughs> and people, okay. yes, it's the like God. they're in church. Yes. Yes. Woohoo. Amen. Preach it. God may have blessed them. It wasn't what? like they've been lucky. I don't believe in luck, Mr. President. That God may have blessed them. It wasn't nothing you did. Really? So, so don't have an attitude. You can't. Oh. Yeah. that make you want to throw something? Well. Oh, okay. Who's he talking to? College graduates. Well, was he mocking somebody? Was he, he like? Oh, no, he was looking very serious, his and, face. And he was looking at him and he was. Yeah, looking was around behind that. him. You bet. So he was talking to the student and said, if you're successful. Yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky. I get tired of people that are successful. They're lucky. And then, then we go back to his other things he said. Build your own metro system. Oh, yeah, that. You yeah, can't whatever. build your own highway. You can't build your own airport. Uh, we could if the uh, Department of Transportation would allow it. <laughs> Somebody That's help a good to point. create this unbelievable American system that we had that allowed you to thrive. Somebody invested in roads and bridges. If you've got a business... That you didn't build that. Somebody else. You hear the crowd? Right. Woo! Right. Well, yeah, he's preaching to the choir. Well, right. Made that happen. Made our that friends happen. over at MRC. Made that happen. But, but none, happen. none of those people that were saying that uh, started a business either. Although we do know that this guy is lucky. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Because of his dad. Yeah. But that'll only take and you so far. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, he had the intestinal fortitude to go and talk to Fat Louie and make, make the deal. You know what I mean? So, okay. so, I mean, you know, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, what you know, however you feel about it, at least he did some effort. And, I mean, obviously it's true. In some ways, you didn't do everything. You, you didn't, uh, you weren't born out of thin air your mother gave birth to you you didn't right. choose to give birth you right. know and you you had certain parents that instilled certain things in you and you had certain circumstances outside your control so of course that's true but that's not the thing that dif that differentiates a person who is not successful with a person who is successful it's not what what you got necessarily because i i f i'm i'm absolutely positive if you if you had the attitude that you were going to be successful and you would let nothing stand in your way and you didn't and you never quit, I guarantee you 
you would be successful. I guarantee you, mm -hmm. you would be a multimillionaire. But the vast majority of people aren't willing to do that. So they don't want to, they're not willing to, um, to pay the price. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, like Navy SEALs, they have this thing uh, called uh, Hell Week. It's five days of, I think you get three hours of sleep in the entire five days. You spend probably uh, maybe a third of it in water that's like 55 degrees. Um, how does that not kill you? Uh, it doesn't kill you. No, I, how does it not kill you? Because... Like, so so it, is this a lie we've been told that our bodies have to maintain a certain temperature? Um, well, what they do is, is they will... It's almost scientific at this point where they can they can tell how long a person can be in water that is 55 degrees or whatever it is and they see the signs of it and then they pull them if they're if they're going to die but the whole point of it is that you can do so much more than your mind says that you can do and the whole point of hell week for navy seals is you don't want somebody who will quit sometime later when when it matters mm -hmm. when you're when you're in combat you want somebody that will never quit and that is a way to prove that they will never quit by going through hell week and then all the training afterwards if you have that uh determination and intestinal fortitude i mean you can do whatever you i mean not whatever you i mean you can't like fly or time travel or anything like that but i mean if you wanted to be successful i mean you could in america now, in other countries, maybe not. Maybe they'll kill you. I don't know. But in America, you could. And if it didn't work in New York City, you'd move someplace else where you could. So. <laughs> well, if it's true that this would happen before, before even time began. Then I guess I'll just surrender Cause I'm doing all I can This is the David Allen Show Yes, in vain I've risen early Just to stumble home too late Ignoring all the factors That determine my fate and I'm gonna raise uh, the white flag. <laughs> I'm gonna raise the black the flag. Black flag, too. The black flag of the plague. I'm gonna raise or Zika. Uh, the white flag. <laughs> this is the David Allen Show. Song for you. David so Allen. Did they just destroy put, like, Nate Allen. Yes. What? Did they just put like words together <laughs> yeah. that rhymed? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna raise this white f flag and then I'm gonna raise and this black, the black flag, flag too. You bet. Mm hmm. Uh, so, in China, 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 um, friends and family of, of the deceased may have to do without a special form of funeral entertainment. What do you think that funeral entertainment is? Monkeys. No. Ninja. <laughs> Where's my buzzer going? Shaolin, please! Uh, strippers. Like they're stripping the wax <laughs> off the floor? According to a statement from the Ministry of Culture on Thursday, 
The government plans to work closely with the police to eliminate such performances, which are held with the goal of drawing more mourners. Get out of here! <laughs> Pictures of a funeral in the city of Handan in northern uh, Hebei province last month showed a dancer removing her bra as assembled parents and children watched. They were widely circulated online, prompting much um, opprobrium. In its Thursday statement, the Ministry of Culture cited, quote, obscene performances in the eastern Chinese province of Jingzhou, as well as Handan, and pledged to crack down on such lascivious last rites. In the Handan incident earlier this year, the minister said six performers had arrived to offer an erotic dance at the funeral of an elderly resident. Investigators were dispatched, and the performance was found to have violated public security regulations, with the person responsible for the performing troupe in question detained administratively for 15 days and fined 70,000 won, about $11,300. The statement said, the government condemned such performances for corrupting the social atmosphere. The government <laughs> has been trying to fight the country's funeral strippers, Scourge, for some time now. In 2006, the state-run broadcaster China Central Television, or CCT, CCTV, leading investigative news story, or news show, Xiao uh, Jian Fangtang. Easy for you to say. Yes. <laughs> aired an expose on the practice of scantily clad women making appearances at memorial services in Donghei in eastern China's Jingshu province. The point of inviting strippers, some of whom performed with snakes, was to attract large crowds to the deceased's funeral, seen as a harbinger, harbinger, harbinger of good fortune in the afterlife. It's to give them face, one villager explain, explained. Otherwise, <laughs> no one would come. CCTV found about a dozen funeral performances, performance troops offering their services in every village in the country, putting on as many as 20 shows a month at a rate of 2,000 yuan a pop, $322 each. How about that? <clears throat> Can you imagine if that happened? Uh, and, and now, uh, th th this casket is made of mahogany. We're going to put this, and don't worry, there's padding inside. And for all you mourners that are alive, there's we have bubbles Jasmine. and candy. <laughs> and Jasmine. Jasmine and Rosita. <laughs> are, are you kidding? <laughs> China for you. <laughs> wow. Isn't that interesting, though? The, the interesting part that I got out of it was that they're trying to stop it. That they're concerned that it is going to corrupt society. <laughs> and yet here we're doing everything we can to corrupt society. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> we're just not stripping at funerals. Well. I don't think. Depend upon what funeral you go to, I suppose. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. How about that? <clears throat> Again, uh, this is the news you care about on the David Allen Show. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Wow. So so the typical Chinese person isn't going to go to a funeral? Is it like bad luck to go to a funeral? Unless there's a stripper. <laughs> well, apparently it's good luck. Like, they have a lot of people. Better for the dead person, more people, but they just don't come. <clears throat> so maybe they don't really believe it's bad luck. And so they say, or good luck, maybe they just say that um, to get people to come watch the strippers. Huh. I, I thought it was something, you know, 
in that maybe that culture, if you go somewhere, you're always supposed to bring a gift and it was a way to increase the <laughs> gifts or something, you know. But, I mean, I guess bing, that bing, makes bong, it. Bong, bing, bing, bing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Uh, in Oregon. Huh. Speaking yeah. of uh, insanity. Okay. No, it's just imagine something that's probably that. You uh, don't even have to read it. Parents will be thrilled to know that their sons can not only play girls volleyball and softball, but they can oh. tell the school to treat them like a girl, and it can all be kept a secret. It's an exciting development in parenting and schooling. Because nothing is more appropriate for a young child's development than letting them play some gender-bending game at, at will with the school, keeping the fun little social experiment away from nosy parents. The rules were announced Thursday. Is <clears throat> The rules were announced Thursday in a 15-page uh, guidance to school districts. Let's just go there. Ready for this? Sure. Uh, it's called the Oregon, Oregon Department of Education. Uh, Governor Kate Brown, who is an absolute fraud... Anyway. Is that what it says? <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. Oh, okay. This is from her. This is, this is on her uh, letterhead. Okay. Guidance to school districts. Creating a safe and supportive school environment for transgender students issued mm. May 5, 2016. Uh, this is the David Allen Show. Uh, if you care about what's going on, our, on, our, on in our society, uh, here it is. Part of me is very glad I don't uh, reside in that state anymore. Uh the Oregon Department of Education fosters excellence for every learner and recognizes that academic success depends on a safe school environment. As an organization, we value equity for every student. This includes an educational environment safe and free from discrimination and harassment, ensuring that every student has equal access to educational programs and activities. Under law, quote, a person may not be subjected to discrimination in any public school, elementary, secondary, or community college education program or service, school, or inter-school activity, or in any higher education, education program or service. Oh, geez, this is lawyer talk. Uh, discrimination includes, here we go, ready? Any fact, any act, fact, act that unreasonably differentiates treatment, intended or unintended, or any act that is fair in form but discriminatory in operation, <laughs> either of which is based on race, color, religion, sex, sexual orientation, national origin, marital status, marital status, oh, I guess community college, uh, so then, age or disability. So then, um, like you have men's track teams mm -hmm. and women's track mm -hmm. teams. That's discriminatory. That would have to be discriminatory. It has to be, because yeah. in for, in um in actuality, the women can't do as as good mm -hmm. as the men. Well, and it says so intended or, or unintended. So that is unintended. Up to now, I think after after now, it's intended. Because now it's a hate crime if you don't keep them together. You golf? <laughs> I do. Um. You know they have a handicap, you know, like Ooh, when you play mm -hmm, mm -hmm. tournaments and I stuff. I just don't keep score. Well, <laughs> if you, I got a seven. <laughs> um, if you if you play a lot, you get a you can get a handicap, and then if you compete like in a city tournament, it depends right, upon the leagues. <laughs> or if you're gives you a leg up because you suck. Yeah, I mean if you if you're playing up against somebody else and they're a one handicap and you're a fifteen, then you get fourteen strokes. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
so at the end, theoretically, you're matched. The, yeah, you it would be even. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm wondering when they're going to start doing that in sports. Oh man, and where it's just basketball team, and then you know, uh, women get you know rather if if they shoot and make a three pointer, women get it six point. It's six pointer. Whereas if a man shoots from the three point, it's only three. It, it's only three. And then it might make sense to have a woman or two there who can, who's a really good shot in the outs, you know, uh, outside the three point area. Um, I wonder if they're ever going to get to that. <clears throat> I hope not. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. Additionally, f- hold on. Oregon law broadly defines, this is reading from the statement from the Oregon Department of Education. Oregon law broadly defines, quote, sexual orientation as an individual's actual or perceived heterosexuality, homosexuality, bisexuality, or gender identity, regardless of whether the individual's gender identity, appearance, expression, or behavior differs from that traditionally associated with the individual's sex at birth. I got a question whenever you're done here. Oh, we've got some time. What do you got? Do transgender theories undercut or contradict the idea that sexual orientation is unchangeable? Because LGBT is lumped in this one big thing, you know, gay, lesbian, and then transgender. And well, then questioning. And then questioning. Like the Q is in there for real, which is insane. Well, the, and non. The, the narrative for however long is... If you're gay, you're gay. Mm-hmm. You can't change it. You're gay. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying your gender is fluid. It changes all the time. So one says it changes. The other says it doesn't change. And it's based upon uh, the support of it. Because if your orientation changes then you should be able to go into counseling and change it if you want it changed. If you're if 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 uh things are fluid. Do, do you see what I'm saying? I do. And if if it's unchangeable, then regardless of what your gender is, that's your gender and it shouldn't change. So it seems like they're in a huge way, talking out so, of both sides of their so mouth. So for that to know, are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Are you kidding? <laughs> they can't have it both ways. Um, <laughs> they try to. They try. So you're suggesting that if you were born with certain pieces of your body that are uh, by definition male, mm-hmm. and you uh, then decide because your brain somehow decides or thinks that you are um, not male, you're mm-hmm. female, that that is a fluid decision? Yes, because they're saying things change. You change. You're, and, and the other thing that... But, but don't they try to fall back on the idea that you actually just got made with the wrong parts from the beginning? No, I don't think they do anymore. I think the... Narrative now is you can be whatever you want to be. Well, that's where that seems like where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. As a response to student, parent, and school district 
requests the Oregon Department of Education, or ODE, working with stakeholders, I don't know who they are, developed these guidelines to provide assistance for districts to foster an educational environment that is safe, free from discrimination, and aligned with state and federal laws. These guidelines are designed to be used by school boards, administrators, and other members of the educational community to guide development of school procedures and district policies related to transgender and gender non-conforming students. Gender non-conforming. Mm. The guidelines are intended to suggest best practices and to provide a foundation for the educational community to build safe and supportive school cultures. These, this is in bold. These guidelines are not legal advice, nor should they be relied on as legal advice. If you require legal advice regarding the issues discussed in these guidelines, please consult an attorney. In order to make this document as helpful as possible, illustrative examples that highlight frequently asked questions and best practices for addressing these, these questions appear throughout in italics. While these scenarios and remedies are based on real-life examples, personally identifiable student information and specific school information has been changed to protect the private privacy of the students involved. The privacy. <laughs> these, these scenarios are also not meant to be exhaustive at all potential scenarios or remedies appropriate for each school community. Okay. Slow down, Tad. <laughs> Tad. Yes, Chase. Uh, ter termin definitions. Uh, uh, okay, <clears throat> assigned sex. Is that what you were? Is that what you are? <laughs> I'm not playing the games. <laughs> so th they have assigned sex as the sex recorded at birth. Usually, the sex oh, oh, that th you are. Th no, it's, this <clears throat> they're defining terms. <laughs> They're defining terms, assigning sex for further use, assigned sex. Uh, the sex recorded at birth, <laughs> usually on the basis of external genitalia. Are you kidding? I would like, what is the example, <laughs> the, the, the unusual times? <laughs> right, the not usual. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, number two, cisgender. Okay, I, <laughs> I, I just, oh my goodness. I mean, I, I feel the the hor the horrible thing about this is that <clears throat> you don't treat people with schizophrenia this way. You don't encourage them that yes, indeed, you are Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> or you're you're. Uh, you're you are George Washington, or you are whatever. You're you are Jesus Christ. Yes, that is true. Um, yes, the CIA is beaming thoughts into your head. I uh, you don't encourage that. And um, and when you encourage that, that doesn't bring health. It doesn't matter if they feel better. It doesn't bring health. It's going to destroy them in the long run. And yet, th these people are. Uh, <sighs> It's the same thing with a heroin addict. Don't worry. We have fif uh, fif 15, 15 terms we're defining oh here. Oh, my <laughs> Come goodness. on. This is fun. <laughs> uh, number two, cisgender, a term used to describe people who, for the most part, identify with the sex they were assigned at birth. Only for the most part. 
Number three, put down the gun. Put it down. Stop. No, no, the knife. I'm going to do it. Of all the things. Uh, number three, gender binary. That'd be less painful. Anyways. Shoving a knife in your eye. Yeah. Hey, then I'd be transabled. I'd be one of the boys or girls or Zs. But, actually, if you did that, you would end up dying, and we could get strippers. Oh, okay. I'm not Chinese doll. <laughs> uh, gender binary. The assumption that there are only two. Gen- the assumption. Assumption. These people are morons. That there are only two genders, male and female. Remember, I wasn't Rather- going to be a snarky. <laughs> you I'm biting through my tongue. <laughs> Rather than more than two genders or gender fluidity. Number four, gender expression. How people express their gender externally based on mannerisms, dress, etc. A person's gender expression slash presentation may not always match their gender identity. Number five, gender gender identity. So when RuPaul walks into the room wearing a dress... And is just <laughs> tearing up the place, but still identifies as a it, RuPaul is still a male. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Gender identity number five: a person's internal sense of being male, female, or some other gender. Some. Uh, <laughs> there can't be another one. Regardless of whether the individual's appearance, expression, or behavior differs from that traditionally associated with the individual's sex assigned at birth. What an arrogant doctor they could assign gender. Gender identity is distinct from and often unrelated to an individual's sexual orientation. Um, mm, yeah. No, keep going. Let's All right, get through this. All right, then. Um, number six, gender role. I can do it. My chair is stuck. Gender role, the socially determined sets of behaviors assigned to people based on their biological sex. So the role of your gender. Mm-hmm. Number seven, gender sensitive. <laughs> Materials and instruction strategies that is sensitive to individual similarities and differences regarding gender role, gender identity, and or sexual orientation. Number eight, gender queer. A person whose gender identity cannot be categorized as solely male or female. The term is not a synonym for transgender and should only be used if someone self-identifies as gender queer. You are not allowed to th- call me this unless I say that's what I am. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to. Uh, okay. You know, I I mean, quite literally, I mean, the vast majority of people are are not meaning to be mean when they, when they call a guy a guy, regardless, <laughs> because his chromosomes are male. They're not trying to be mean. They're We're, just trying to express truth. And if you have a mental illness... I don't know what to say. It's it, it is you're enabling the person. It yeah. I mean you learn this in AA and the rest of them you do not enable people that that are struggling this way. Oh, alcoholic here, have a beer. Yeah, exactly. It'll help you. Yeah. Calm you right down. Yeah. 
Oh, you like math? Well, I don't, but uh, I don't like math. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not you're not fun. I just uh, I I I'm not gonna play the games. <clears throat> I I mean I I don't want to be I don't want to be unkind. Um, and I'm trying to be kinder, gentler, less snarky. <clears throat> but I. That's not true. That's a lie. Yeah. This is the David Allen Show. Let's keep going. I mean, why not, right? We're this far? We're this far. Uh, number nine, intersex. Mm. An umbrella term used for people born with reproductive or sexual anatomy and or chromosome pattern, because everyone knows what that is in themselves, that does not seem to fit the typical definition of male or female. Intersex may also be known as difference of sex development and may not always be known at birth, but may be revealed at any, at any stage of a person's life. Oh, I'm 97, I'm intersex. Speaking of that, sort of, do you hear about that that uh, ex-senator who's like 85, was married for like 40 or 50 years and his wife died, and now he's marrying a dude? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. <laughs> was it a staffer or an intern? I don't know, probably. So. All right, <clears throat> number 10. Sexual orientation means a person's physical... Oh, brother. Phys- uh, okay. A person's physical, romantic, emotional, aesthetic, or other form of attraction to others. Is there another form? Yes, and I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll, legitimate. <laughs> I got one. Okay. I got one. What? You have a couple, a man and a woman. Okay. They've been married 20 years. Mm-hmm. The woman loves the man. She loves him. The man has a silly little mental illness where he thinks that he's a woman trapped in a man's body. And he goes and he's mutilated. And he looks outwardly like a female. But he's still married. He refuses to divorce her because he loves her back, even though he's suffering from this mental illness. So from this point of view, she is now a lesbian. <laughs> Her sexual orientation has shifted. Is that other? That would be other. <laughs> sexual orientation and gender I- gender identity are not the same. Although the Oregon legislature adopted a broader definition of sexual orientation for purposes of all Oregon statutes to, quote, mean an individual's actual or perceived heterosexuality, homosexuality, bisexuality, or gender identity, regardless of whether the individual's gender identity, appearance, expression, or behavior differs from that traditionally associated with the individual's sex at birth. Holy cow. 11. Transgender. (laughs) An umbrella. Did we talk about this? No. Oh, intersex is an umbrella term. Transgender is an umbrella term for persons whose gender identity, gender expression, or behavior does not conform to that typically associated with the sex to which they were assigned at birth. Persons who identify as transgender may or may not pursue medical transition. Okay. 
okay, so that, that was transgender. Now, number 12, uh, transgender female. This is a person who's assigned sex at birth, is male, but identifies and lives as a female. Um, 13, yes, transgender male. This is a person who's assigned sex at birth, is female, but identifies and lives as a male. 14, transition. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was like 50 different types of genders, so it should be transgender male, transgender female, transgender this, transgender that. There should be, it shouldn't be 15, it should be like 65 different definitions, because they are leaving out the other I know. I know. 50 what about other kooky ideas that they come up. What about transgender non-binary? Exactly. Exactly. What, what if you're going from transgender female to non-binary? Exactly. All right. Uh, number four, transition. And what about ageism? The guy <laughs> who wants to be a six-year-old girl or a five-year-old boy or a cat <laughs> or a lizard. Crazy I think they're selling themselves. I don't think I don't think they tried hard enough. I think they could have gotten more. But keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number 14, transition. <laughs> the time when a person begins living as the gender with which they identify rather than the gender the gender, the gender that they were assigned at birth which often includes changing one's first name, only the first name, and dressing and grooming differently. Transition may or may not also include medical and legal aspects, including taking hormones, having surgery, what, like a facelift, I broke my arm, I cut my yeah, leg, surgery, or changing identity documents, uh, example, driver's license, social security record, so, to reflect one's so gender identity. I was born... As David, but I really internally, I'm a Bruce. So I am trans. And on occasion, notional? Cletus. And occasionally, <laughs> Cletus. Um, so my. You, you are in transition. Yes. And Perfect. it's fluid. Yeah, and it is very fluid. fluid. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm trans notational, is what I am. <clears throat> Do you need a definition for that, too? I just we, made we it up. <laughs> Uh, number 15, transsexual. Is this it? I is think this, this is oh. the end <laughs> of definitions. Hallelujah. <laughs> we still have to get to some of their examples. Oh, cool. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, we, why not, right? Uh, tra transsexual. That, just what is, that? What does outmoded mean? Or outmoded? Mo yeah, outmoded. Uh, what? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, Alan. I don't know what either. What does that mean? Look it up. Or I, I don't know. they say? Do no. They, they're not saying? They just say outmoded? Uh, it's an outmoded term. Oh, oh, it's like it's not... Um, People don't people don't believe anymore. When they were young and naive, they believed it. But now, old-fashioned kind of thing. Outdated? Outdated, old-fashioned. Oh. So transsexual is an outdated term, an outmoded but term. But didn't they just say it? Oh, no, they call it transgender. Transgender's different. Okay. Transsexual. No, nope, I'm using it. I'm not even using it. I'm just, from now on, I'm just going to talk about people with mental illness. Gender queer. 
You can only because do that's that what it if is. they want you to. You call them that. I'm referring back to the <laughs> the DSM five. Right? Yes, yes, but yes. back back in the '60s and the '50s when uh, politics, at least in this area, uh, did not govern. Um, govern uh how they would uh uh, report the the different mental illnesses so homosexuality came out of it in in the 70s i believe so i'm gonna go 60s whatever it said in the 60s there you go so basically you're nuttier than a fruitcake and you need some help period okay so transsexual an outmoded term that refers to a person who has permanently changed or seeks to change Permanently. No. Has permanently changed or seeks to change their bodies through medical interventions, including but not limited to hormones and or surgeries. Unlike transgender, transsexual is not an umbrella or popular term. So don't use it, but we're going to define it for you. No, I'm I'm using it. (laughs) Many transgender people. I'm going to name, I'm going to get a new dog and call it transsexual. (laughs) Just because... (laughs) Many transgender Come here, people. tranny. <laughs> that would. I don't think that works. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that? This is the David, <laughs> David Allen show. <laughs> I can just see you steps on your back porch. <laughs> the problem is... <laughs> your next door neighbor would come. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> I think I'm done. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> you have to stop. Um <clears throat> it's it's not an umbrella term or popular term. Many transgender people do not identify as transsexual and prefer the word transgender. It is best to use transgender instead, unless the individual uses this term to describe themselves. Hmm. So this is coming from the Department of oh. Education oh, in, in the Oregon. state of Oregon. No, yeah. not Oregon. That's a town in Wisconsin. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Oregon? Yeah, Oregon. 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 Well, where I'm from, it's called. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it. <laughs> yeah. So now let's talk about student identity. There's. This is not a term. This is now getting into the point. One, one's gender identity is an innate 
characteristic of each individual's personality that is generally declared by a child at an early age. Oh, oh really? Okay, okay. The the vast majority of these children that supposedly are uh have this gender dysphoria lose those feelings after puberty <coughs> the vast majority no this can be declared by a child at any age david the person best situated to determine a student's gender identity is the individual student is the birth certificate uh, shh. no because that's an arrogant doctor who thinks he knows best in a case where a student is not yet able to self-advocate the request to respect and affirm a student's identity will likely come from the student's parent. Now, little Susie, she likes to play with tractors, so we call her Johnny. She doesn't know better, but we call her Johnny. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> mm. Mm. So why any self-respecting parent would ever put their child in the education system in Oregon is beyond me. If these are the guidelines that the Department of Ed in the state are putting out. Here we go. However, in other cases, transgender students may not want their parents to know about their transgender identity. These situations should be addressed on a case-by-case -case basis, and school districts should balance the goal of supporting the student with the requirement that parents be kept informed about their children. The paramount consideration in such situations should be the health and safety of the student, while also making sure that the student's gender identity is affirmed in a manner that maintains privacy and confidentiality. So. Allow the kid to live a lie, and you lie to the parents. More than a lie. Allow the kid, um, encourage them <laughs> encourage, into yeah, a life encourage. of mental illness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Students may openly discuss and express their gender identity and expression, and decide when, with whom, and how much information to share. The, the, I think uh, the problem that people have, and I, I tend to go that way too, is you get angry at at people that march in the streets, uh, the people that that struggle with this, <coughs> and you think they're the enemy, and they're they're not. I mean, they're believing. They're really the a victim, lie. aren't they? Yeah, they they mm -hmm. are a total victim. They've been sold a bill of goods, and and it's sad. It's so sad. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't treat somebody with schizophrenia or bipolar oh, this way. Coddling them? Holy yes. cow! No way. Or a meth head. Or a crack whore. I mean, you wouldn't go, you know. <sighs> District and school personnel may also encourage situations, encounter situations in which tran transgender students have not disclosed being a transgender student. School personnel should be mindful of the confidentiality and privacy rights of students when communicating with others and mindful not to reveal, imply... Or refer to a student's gender identity or expression. To ensure confidentiality when discussing a particular concern such as academic progress, access to learning, conduct, discipline, grades, attendance, or health, 
The focus of school personnel should be specifically on the concern at issue and not on the student's gender identity or expression. Here's an example. Check it out. The parents of a guess preschool age child. Oh, <clears throat> oh here we go. <laughs> Who was assigned quote they they put quote female at birth noted throughout the child's early years that their child identified as a boy. For as long as the parents could remember, the child preferred to play with boys rather than girls, wanted a short haircut, rejected wearing any clothing that the child identified as, quote, something a girl would wear, and ignored anyone who called him by his stereotypical feminine name. When it was time for the child to enter kindergarten, the child said to his parents, quote, you have to tell them when I go to kindergarten that I'm a boy. The school district enrolled the child as a boy. Excellent example. Thank you, Department of Ed. <clears throat> Appreciate it. Um, it is recommended that school districts accept a student's assertion of his, her, their own gender identity. There. That's good. Singular. There. Mm -hmm. A student who says she is a girl and wishes to be regarded that way throughout the school day should be respected and treated like any other girl. I have a question. So, too, with a student who says he is a boy and wishes to be affirmed that way throughout the school day, such as a student should be respected and treated like any other boy. But when you're a boy wanting to be a girl, then you go to the girls' basketball team. Are they going to say, oh, yes, come on. No way. Although that's coming. It has to come next. It if it if it follows this trajectory, uh, question I have, maybe you don't know. Tell me if you know. When women elephants, <laughs> oh no, not that. When women, supposedly, as defined by these lunatics, when they when they got assigned as women, yes, when they transition uh, medically, surgically to a male, do they remove their uterus and cervix? I don't know. And notice. ovaries. <clears throat> I don't know. I would assume they don't. Simply because then they would be going through menopause, early menopause, if they remove their ovaries. Although they are they, taking well, they hormones. Take a bunch of drugs to probably make them shrink up. I don't know. Assuming that they don't, mm -hmm. when they go to they are at uh at risk for ovarian cancer that men are not at risk for. So do they no longer do any testing for that when they go to the doctor? Are they? Um, is the doctor going to be in trouble for oh. asking them, <clears throat> or in trouble for not checking up on it? Or yeah, for not checking up on it. Hmm. And does the female to male transitionee get told to turn your head and cough? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> because that's part of the that's part of the game, right? Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why that happened. Sorry. My <clears throat> cable went weird. Here's another fine example. You ready? Yeah. These these are fun. I mean, fun to make you want to vomit. Uh in one school, a student explained to her guidance counselor that she was a transgender girl who had heretofore only been, <laughs> yeah, good. Only been able to express her female gender identity while at home. The stress associated with having to hide her female gender identity by presenting as male at school was having a negative impact on her mental health. 
as well as on her academic performance, the student and her parents asked if it would be okay if she expressed her female gender identity at school. The guidance counselor acted on her request. The fact that the student presented no documentation to support her gender identity was not a concern. The school had no reason to believe the request was based on anything other than the student identified as female. You know, today I identify as the principal. Hmm. I really, really do. And I can only do it. I've only been felt okay to identify as the principal when I've been at home. I would like to do that today. Oh, yes. Here's your office, sir, ma'am. This is a joke. Uh, I guess uh, the, I know that this can't end well. Or at the very least, it cannot continue on like this. Because you cannot... You cannot... Um, have a society that isn't based on truth. Okay. Student health records. So like the Soviet Union, their economic belief of, uh, or uh, what they were, they were prop propagating socialism. It failed because it, it, they didn't understand basic economic issues. My question is, What's this going to look like when it fails? Because it has to fail. There's no way this continue on. Well, is this is this a fad that's going to last like two or three years and then just going to kind of fizzle out? Based on this next little piece, it almost has to be. They, they almost have to think of it as that because the the graduation transcripts and diplomas mm -hmm. students are often still in transition at the time of graduation and have not necessarily completed legal name changes and other documentation. Re recommended best practice for graduating transgender students is to provide two diplomas and two sets of transcripts, one with the legal first name and one with the preferred first name. Once a student has completed a legal name change, they can request all records be updated in their student education record to reflect their legally changed name. This may happen before or after graduation. Although there are no state requirements relating to whether transcripts Transcripts contain information about a student's gender. It is recommended that student transcripts be gender neutral and contain no indicator of gender for any student. So they're telling these schools, it's a, you need to keep two sets of records for this kid. One in their real name, one in their made up fake name. And don't tell anything anyone about it. You give them the fake one. But then we'll sneak in the real one. Why? For when they want to go back? Because it's bullcrap, this whole thing? Student health records. School nurses and other licensed health professionals need accurate and reliable information to ensure that the student receives appropriate care to enable them to coordinate care with other health care providers. A school nurse should use the transgender student's preferred name and identify gender except when necessary to ensure the health and safety of the student. So it's Susie playing a boy. What happens when Susie has her period? As Johnny. That's awkward. Then it's hemorrhoids. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to see if there's something about uh, activities in sports. There's restroom and locker room usage. School districts, as well as students and their families, may find the use of restrooms, locker rooms, changing facilities, and participation in extracurricular activities to be among the more important issues to consider. 
OCR has recognized the school district's, quote, in preventing and redressing discrimination must formulate, interpret, and apply the rules in a manner that respects the legal rights of students, including constitutional rights relating to privacy. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Um, example. In one elementary school, Ugh. a transgender student socially transitioned from female to male. After consultation with the student's family and in accordance with the student's wishes, the principal informed the staff that in order to foster an inclusive and supportive learning environment, the student will begin using male restrooms in accordance with the student's male gender identity and expression. So how is she going to pee standing up? There you have it. Example number two. In one high school, a transgender student who had transitioned from male to female was given access to the female changing facility. However, the student was uncomfortable using the female changing facility with other female students. No kidding. Because when you have a penis, it's kind of hard to be a girl. Since there were no private changing areas within the facility. The principal examined the changing facility and determined that curtains could easily be put up along one side of a row of benches near the group lockers, providing private changing areas for any students who wish to use them. What if he identifies as a lesbian, too? Is that appropriate? What? If a, if, if a guy what? If that kid who oh. identifies as a woman, but also oh. as a lesbian... Well, what happens? If I think there would be a lot of nerdy guys who don't get a lot of dates <laughs> that would be willing to do that. <clears throat> well, yeah. <sighs> they don't talk about activities, so they apparently haven't gone there yet. One more example. During public testimony at a school board meeting, a member of the public used the name of a student who was a transgender student and indicated they knew the grade level and school of the student. The person threatened bodily harm against the student if the student continued to attend school. The school district superintendent, who was in attendance at the public meeting, reported the information to local law enforcement and worked with the local law enforcement and the student's parents to ensure the student's safety, including not allowing the person access to school grounds. That is the dumbest example ever. If anyone threatens any kid, no matter what, yeah. th that should happen. So that's not, that's not a good example. Uh, once again, the uh, depravity of our society is on full display. Continually. That is. Yeah. I don't know if we um, if we mentioned that last week, um, but Target came out with a credible announcement. Credible? Incredible. Oh, yes? Yeah. Target announces senior discount for anyone who self-identifies as age 60 or older. Oh, man. I'm in. Confirming its commitment to celebrating inclusive, uh, inclusivity, Target announced in a blog post Thursday that it will now grant a 10% senior discount to any person who self-identifies as age 60 or older. <laughs> It's yet another bold display of progressive policies for the company, which confirmed it will now extend the generous discount based on customers' age identity, which cashiers will trust each patron to disclose truthfully. This amends their previous, more conservative policy, which only considered biological age and required valid identification as proof. 
declaring that everyone deserves to feel like they belong and you'll always be accepted, respected, and welcomed at Target. The statement left little doubt that the retail chain is on the cutting edge of equality. This brought to you by Babylon B. This is the David Allen Show. News you care about and need. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Ammunition to blow the top of your head off. <laughs> DavidAllenShow.com. We are on iTunes. The David Allen Show. And also on the Google Play Store. And DavidAllenShow.com. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. May 12, 2016. <laughs> uh, what yeah. episode? What episode is this oh, now? Oh, hey, episode 14. 14. 14. How strange. We made it. We made it. We made it. We made it two weeks. I mean, no. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. Such fun. Someday we'll do this uh, <laughs> for a living. <laughs> Or not. Or not. That'd be fun. So actually, to do that, we would need support. If any of you listening out there would care to support us for this crazy venture we do. Send us money. Send, just send your cash. Yeah. Don't send it to Benny Hinn. Send it to us. <laughs> we because don't have we, a plane We yet. give you the news yeah. that you care about. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Uh, you can send uh, a message to davidallenshow at gmail.com. Or gold. 
and silver. Send, send, send gold, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, to David Allen Show uh, at USA.com. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, someday we'll have a PayPal account set up. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can donate right there on the interweb. Yep. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I saw this article. Um, it was entitled "Why Young Christians Can't Grasp Our Argument Against Gay Marriage," and um, it starts out talking about this uh, lady who teaches a course on gender theory at George Fox University in an evangelical school in the Quaker tradition. And she tells them that when they come there, she tells her students that they're guaranteed to read something that they will find disagreeable, probably even offensive. Um, And she related how five years ago it was easy to find readings that challenged and even offended the evangelical college students considering the secular of contemporary gender studies but today things are different students now arrive in my class thoroughly versed in the language and character uh, and categories of identity identity politics they are reticent to disagree with anything for fear of seeming intolerant except of course what they perceive to be intolerant and it continues on it says why do you do they find or and what do they find intolerant well in her class an essay entitled what is marriage um, which was the beginning of the book, What is Marriage, Man and Woman, a Defense. Um, they, this article defends what they call the conjugal view of marriage. Marriage, they write, is the union of a man and a woman who make a permanent and exclusive commitment to each other that is naturally fulfilled by bearing and rearing children together. So children are the natural fulfillment of marriage. They defend this view against what they call the revisionist view of marriage, which redefines marriage to include, among other things, same-sex couples. Anyways, this college professor says, My students hate it. They lambast the article. They also, she adds, seem unable to fully understand the argument. And again, these are evangelical students at an evangelical school. The only argument for conjugal marriage they've ever encountered has been the wooden proof texting from the Bible. And besides, wrote Ryan, who is that uh, the professor that I was talking about, what the article names as revisionist idea of marriage, marriage as an emotional, romantic, sexual bond between two people, does not seem new to my students at all because this is the view of marriage they were raised with albeit with a scriptural heterosexual gloss. And she points out that the redefinition of marriage began decades ago when the link between sexuality and procreation was severed in our cultural imagination. And if marriage has only an arbitrary relationship to reproduction, then it seems mean-spirited, at least from the student's point of view, to argue that marriage by its very nature excludes same-sex couples. And um, <clears throat> I read that, and it, it, it totally makes sense because it's all about personal fulfillment. Mm-hmm. When you talk about how, how, how could we allow these people, uh, love is love. Right. How can we allow... How who are can, you to tell me who I can love? Yes, Exactly. And if the the whole point of it is not uh, primarily about just love, 
but about the the culmination of the relationship, which would be children Mm -hmm. in a healthy, um, loving relationship at home that actually strengthens society rather than weakens it, um, if that was being promoted, this wouldn't have been an issue. But the minute it switched, it changed. Um, it it to me it seems almost uh, akin to back in the '60s um, during the uh, civil rights movement, where they uh, they outlawed um, business owners from uh, not serving um, black potential customers that was illegal Mm -hmm. well the minute you do that um it is a slippery slope that will ultimately end badly because at that point the government says who you can and cannot serve Mm -hmm. and all it all it takes is a change of government and all of a sudden we have what what's going on now if somebody's homosexual and you don't want to ser- to serve them, you don't have the right to not serve them. And that should be a fundamental right. If you have a business, it should be your fundamental right. right. I'm going to serve whoever I want to. Because if I tick off enough people, mm-hmm. they'll stop coming to me. I'll go out of business. But um, so let the free market reign, but you can't do that anymore. In the same way, in, in some sense, it seems to me, the minute they started saying that marriage was primarily about personal personal fulfillment and there was very little difference between living together and marriage other than that piece of paper right that's the only difference <clears throat> um this is has become inevitable because you can't logically if that's the definition of marriage you can't logically say that that homosexual uh homosexuality or I'm sorry, uh, homosexual marriage, un- marriage or mm-hmm. union um, is something that's wrong. Well, when marriage has become about what I feel like. Yeah. That w- that really is the beginning of where we're at now. Yeah. Because, because polygamy because my, will be my, next. Oh, you bet. My gender is what I feel like. Yeah. Yes. You know, the, the, it started with this whole same-sex marriage concept. That it was because they felt good. Mm-hmm. This is this this is love, mm-hmm. and so now I, I think I'm a girl. I feel better. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you bet. There's no other option. You have to go down that road. Yeah, and it is next polygamy, and and how can you then say, no, you can't have a legal union with uh, your favorite little poochie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, bestiality. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I mean, the only least, argument our, our, our society still looks at that as taboo. Most of them, but I think the only reason why they they believe it's taboo is that they haven't identified yet whether or not this is consensual with the dog or <laughs> orangutan or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that that made a lot of sense to me. <clears throat> yeah, it was weird. Your your article was weirder. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Much. 
much weirder. I did. Uh, more nauseous. Rob Reiner says that Trump's voters are just racist. Ah, I see. Obviously. So just revert to that. Mm-hmm. Rather racist. Than, racist. Ra- rather than having an argument, mm-hmm. just use ad hominem attacks. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> uh, the, the president. He has a uh, long bing, record bing, bong, bong, bing, uh, bing, that bing. needs to be examined. <laughs> really? Um, and This is the prez talking to the press telling them what they should be doing about Donald Trump. Mm. I think it's important for us to take seriously the statements he's made in the past. Uh, but not Obama's statements. Let's just look at Trump. No. Most importantly, and, and I, I speak to all of you in this room as, as uh, reporters. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to yes, speak master. to you. Right. Uh, as well as the American public. I think I just want to emphasize the degree to which we are in serious times, and this is a really serious job. And I'm so good at it. It's such a serious job. It's no joke. This is not entertainment. Okay. I heard a clip the other day. Michelle Obama was on NCIS. Oh, yeah. Which I think is entertainment. Yeah. This is not a reality show. She also was on Top Chef (laughs) at the White House. They brought that to the White House. Oh, that's funny. Uh, This is... Uh, a contest for the presidency of the United States. Thank you. Thank you, President. So, what do, arrogance. Do what do to Trump what you didn't <laughs> what do you for didn't me. What you didn't do for me, right. Which is due yeah. diligence. Mm-hmm. Don't talk. Don't look at Hillary. Don't look at Hillary. Hillary. We don't want to look at Hillary. I know. Um, oh, Seattle. Uh-oh. You ever been what? to Seattle? No. Okay. Mm, uh, so you never lived there. That's good. Uh, my wife lived uh, in in a suburb, a suburb of Seattle for six months or so. Uh, Did she, she like it? Uh, it was cool. It, Seattle's cool to visit. Why? It's cool. It's a neat city. Like downtown Seattle's kind of cool. Terrible to live. Mm. I would imagine it would be very expensive I believe, and yeah. a bureaucratic nightmare if you oh. wanted to start a business. Oh, or man. A... Yeah. Well, a friend of mine's an electrician up there, and the that um, might actually not be so the, bad if you're an electrician. Well, but the um, the permitting you have to have just to have oh. a vehicle down there, because if you park, like if you have to basically bribe the city to allow you to park and work in someone's business, if you don't have that bribe ticket that you or the, sorry that permit that you bought, uh-huh. uh huh, they'll tow you instantly. Really? You're, you're in there working on someone's business. You'd get towed unless you have bribed them, paid the fee. Mm. Yeah, neat. After being told by a judge that it can't keep snooping through residents' trash, the city of Seattle is still determined to stop residents from throwing food in the garbage. <laughs> King County Superior Judge Beth Andrus ruled last week that the city cannot simply dig through residents' trash without first getting a warrant. The city has told trash collectors to search trash bins as a way to enforce Seattle's ban on throwing away compostable trash. Are you... So, <laughs> so they're telling people to snitch on their neighbors. <laughs> no, the city... The garbage trucks are supposed to go through their garbage oh my. and make sure they're not throwing away stuff that should be in the compost. And 
Andrus said the city was allowed to ban residents to ban 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 residents. I didn't stutter on purpose to ban residents from throwing food waste in the trash, but ordering trash collectors to search through the garbage for violations was a violation of privacy rights by authorizing warrantless search of private property. Why don't they, this is, again, this is insane, but why don't they put a special number on each bag or whatever, and then once they get it to the dump, mm-hmm. is it still private property? Yeah. I don't know. Then, then if I that's the case, you be. can't sift through the whole, the whole mm-hmm. garbage, but I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, we relied on Washington's right to privacy, which ensures that, quote, no person shall be disturbed in his private affairs, explains Ethan Blevins an attorney with the Pacific Legal Foundation, which brought the lawsuit against the city. The judge agreed that the garbage can contains private information about our lives that deserve protection from prying eyes. If Seattle wants to rifle through your trash, it'll now need a warrant. Now, the Seattle Times reports city officials are, quote, recalibrating the ban and weighing whether to appeal the decision. In other words, they're deciding whether they should spend more public money to continue a legal battle over what people throw in the garbage. In the meantime, city officials say trash snooping will stop. The citywide ban on throwing food in the garbage was passed in 2014. The rules took effect January 1, 2015. I wonder if all the people that have been fined, if they're going to get their money back. Violations of the ban were punishable with $1 fines for each instance of compostable food found in the trash. Uh, Three banana peels, three bucks. Quote, it wasn't a precise thing by any means, Andy Ryan, a spokesman for Seattle Public Utilities. Uh, The inspectors were eyeballing cans for visual signs like chicken parts. Are you kidding me? They're throwing away a can. Oh, is there food left in there? Is there anything left in there? Oh, a dollar. But you would think that... Can you imagine... Why don't they do this? Why don't they uh, post sure... a sentry inside each one, everyone's <laughs> home, put cameras in there, Big Brother? Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure they could develop or have developed uh, biodegradable bags, and all of your food goes in the biodegradable bag, and the other stuff goes in the other bag, you know? And the vast majority of people are going to comply and the slaves, you mean? The slaves. <laughs> More sheep? Yeah. The sheeple will, will comply. <laughs> because, God forbid, anyone would want to dispose of chicken parts in a trash can instead of letting them fester away in a homemade compost bin, right? Yeah. It's one thing to expect residents to comp- compost their trash when they have a home and a yard, but even then it's madness to require it. It's quite another to expect someone living in a one-bedroom apartment without so much as a balcony to keep a steaming pile of chicken guts, rotten vegetables, and old egg salad rotting away in one corner of the kitchen. Didn't these people ever see singles? I think... I saw a movie that came out a couple years ago. I can't remember the name of it, but like one day a year, all laws are done away with and you can do whatever you want. I can't remember the name of it. I mean, you can kill, you can do whatever in this society. And it's it's about this family every year they, they go through this. And basically people just lock up, secure themselves in their homes. Hide. And hide, basically. <laughs> and it's supposedly the, 
the government did it to try to, you know, so people can get it out of their system one day of the year. I, I'm not saying that we should do it, but it would be an intriguing thought if one day a year you could uh, tar and feather your <laughs> local bureaucrat, you know. <laughs> but also, like many nanny state policies, oh, like many nanny state policies, the trash ban comes with good intentions. Before the ban, Seattle sent more than 100,000 tons of food to landfills, food waste. According to Seattle Public Utilities, that not only takes up a lot of space, but adds to the cost of collecting and trucking away the city's garbage. But like many nanny state policies, the good intentions aren't enough to make change happen. Rather than simply asking residents to compost their food trash or encouraging the practice with a public service ad campaign, the city went further and made it mandatory. Making it mandatory means there has to be an enforcement mechanism to catch those who aren't complying. And that enforcement mechanism requires trash collectors to become garbage police. And that's how the nanny state quickly becomes the trash police state. Totalitarian. hey Yes. Cooking compost. <laughs> This is the David Allen Show. Uh, there was the State Department of the these United States we live in. Oh, these United these, States. These United States, yeah. The sure. State Department, uh, they keep uh, an archive mm -hmm. of all briefings and such. Video archive. So you can go back and you can look around. Mm -hmm. uh, well, in 2013, the spokesperson, Jen Psaki, mm -hmm. um, was asked by reporter James Rosen um, about the Iranian deal. And if the Obama administration had lied to the public about it, about deals and dealings in it, negotiations. Mm -hmm. And basically she said, sometimes it's better for secrets to get things done. We need to keep stuff private. It's basically what she said. I think uh, I may have the clip of the original, maybe not. Um, needless to say. There is, I'm sorry, I'm looking for that. Maybe this is it. Let me see. See if I can, yeah. Uh, Victoria Newland, the one you saw in my story tonight, has itself with the use of a white flash. Nope, not that. So what happened is all of a sudden in the archive at the State Department, mm -hmm. the video archive mm -hmm. of this um interaction between Rosen and Saki. That entire three minutes just vanished from the video. Ooh. And what was in place was a white flash, which apparently is the, the uh it's it's standard in editing rooms for video for it's like a, a lazy edit. 
I don't know how to make it work. Just put a white flash. So it just it, it's a frame of kind white. Kind of like what NASA does whenever a UFO goes <laughs> yeah. through oh, up yeah. at the International <laughs> Space mm-hmm. Station. Yeah, just a white flash. Yep. And that that's kind of a, a it's a quick, cheap edit. Huh. Uh, all of a sudden, from 2013, that footage has a cheap edit in it. Been deleted from both the State Department's official website mm-hmm. and from its YouTube channel. In that exchange, Saki effectively admitted that the administration had lied to me because the diplomacy needed, quote, privacy. The State Department told me just moments ago it cannot explain this deletion and is working to restore the excised material. They call it a glitch. Hmm. James, thank you. A glitch. They called it a glitch. A glitch. A glitch. A glitch is when a program fails. It doesn't cut out the exact amount of video that you don't want people to see. And when they got called out, oh, it's a glitch. We don't know what happened. It's an accident. So you're it just saying happened. they're lying to us? I think. I don't so. want to put words in your mouth. Good, good, good. good. I don't want you to get in trouble. You know, oh, trouble. <laughs> well done, Jen Saki. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nixon did that, didn't he? I am. Not, he, I'm not a liar. I'm. Not a crook. I'm not a crook. <laughs> Peace. I'm not a crook. <clears throat> now listen to me. Yeah. I'm not a crook. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I want What's to be uh, performative. Performative. So you basically, I just did it right there. So I can't try. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yes. In my opinion, just so every time you say to my recollection, oh yeah, man, you get to my recollection. Um, when 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 you walk outside, your feet will go to the sky. Okay, it's not a lie because not, to my recollection, yeah, my recollection might be full of crap, but hey, who cares? Just one day before the United Method. Church geared up for its general conference beginning on Tuesday. More than 100 pastors, deacons, elders, and ministry staff publicly came out as members of the LGBTQ community. I don't know why. I mean, realistically speaking, they should um, uh, make it okay to commit adultery as well. And then all the adulterers can come out as well, too. Because if they're not going to follow scripture and one thing, why, you know, why not just? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that a hundred of them, but it is Methodist church. So there's m- maybe one good Methodist church out of a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you can't paint with too broad of a brush, but it's pretty broad. <laughs> While we have sought to remain faithful to our call and covenant. Yeah, whatever. You have not always remained faithful to us. Liars are friars. Liars are friars. While you have welcomed us as pastors, youth leaders, district superintendents, bishops, professors, missionaries, and other forms of religious service, you have required that we not bring our full selves to ministry, that we hide from view our sexual orientations and gender identity. This is the David Allen Show.
The David Allen Show, May 12, episode 14. The Oregon, sorry, I've been digging around Oregon news lately because it's insane. The Oregon governor vows executive action on gun control. Now, last October, mm-hmm. there was a shooting at uh, the Umqua Community College. Oh, yeah. Uh, I grew up there. Oh, yeah. Um, so I have a little bit of uh, connection there. So that's unfortunate. But was that a Muslim one? No, nope, just some loon. Okay. Some guy that got activated. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Governor Kate Brown laments over the gun safety bills that were defeated in the recent Oregon legislative session. She says, I will keep working to develop legislation for the 2017 session. And explore what I might be able to do using my executive powers. Let's listen to this genius. Um, also, with all the positive. Sorry, Kate. She was not. She's not the elected governor of the state. Oh, she is the governor. She was appointed governor because the. Governor that was elected, John Kitzhaber, who is a fraud and is a crook, 
actually had to resign. Oh. Under some uh, crazy, crazy allegations of cronyism and, uh, and uh, using funds and mistress and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so Kate Brown is a is crazy. Anyway, she's like the uber left weirdo. Okay. So she is not the elected governor. She's running, but don't know if she'll win. But she's not the elected governor. She's appointed. Positive actions during the legislative session. I am certainly disappointed that the gun safety legislation stalled. Although we approved additional resources for the Oregon State Police to conduct background checks, we must do more to address gun safety. So I will be working to develop legislation for 2017 session and explore what might be achieved using my executive powers. Using my executive powers. (laughs) What type of gun legislation are you looking at for 2017? Okay, listen to her first answer. I have two areas of concern. Okay, the area uh, one. one, I want to make sure that we keep guns out of the hands of um, harmful, um, harmful. Uh, folks. Harmful and folks. I want to make sure that harmful folks keep the guns out of hands of harm, harmful folks. We um, hold uh, have the tools to keep uh, guns uh, out of the hands uh, of, of harmful um, folks. Uh, um, Folks who uh, have more uh, folks. unstable health issues. Uh, harmful folks and unstable health issue folks. Lots of folks. <laughs> so those diabetics, you know what happens when they get a gun. That's right. Or those people that are on dialysis or have uh, heart issues. <laughs> they Mental go crazy. Issues. So she said lots of ums and uh. Any ideas, any specifics on that at all? At this point, we're still exploring for 2017. And explore what might be achieved at using my using. executive powers. Finisher. That's all, folks. <laughs> Oh. <sighs> yeah. Ah, I don't know. I mean, I do know. I think it's ins- well, it's the sign of the times, right? Well, plus, uh, yeah. Uh, progressives think that the uh, the government is the solution. If there's oh, a problem, well, hold, the government's oh, the sorry. solution. Um, so. they speak liberal, right? Yes. I, I, yes. I forgot what that well, language is called. What, what's that language again? Uh, lies. Oh, yes. <laughs> there it is. <clears throat> yeah. But they're not classical liberals. They are they the are new progress. progressive the, the new, liberals. Yeah. yeah. Is that like so? Instead of like progressive rock, progressive. So prog rock, prog lib. Yeah. Oh, a prog yeah. lib. I'm a prog, prog lib. lib. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Did I, just, did I just coin something? Did I just coin the phrase prog lib? Prog lib. Proglib. <laughs> Proglibly did. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I think we got to, uh, we got to coin something and then also create a, uh, a mascot. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Harry Mancini? Or Henry Henry Mancini? (laughs) 
bing bing bang bang bing 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 There's a report out there that the man called Caitlyn Jenner may soon de-transition back into a man and has allegedly experienced sex change regret, according to author Ian Halpern. Quote, one source confirmed to me Caitlyn has made whispers of sex change regret, hinting she might go back to being Bruce Jenner. Citing research he conducted for a new book on the Kardashian family, Halperin apparently estimates Jenner could transition back into Bruce within the next couple of years. A quote, long heart, longtime friend also reported, reportedly told Halperin, the gender transition hasn't been easy for Caitlyn. It's been very hard. She's thrilled she was raised, she has raised awareness about how transgender people have long been discriminated against, but I think there's a chance she'll de-transition in the next couple of years. Halpern also said a source told him that Jenner's continued interest in women might be a factor in the decision to de-transition because she's still into women and wants to meet the right one. Wasn't she married? I don't uh, think it was. It was. I, I don't think it would surprise anyone in her inner circle. An update to this article: A representative from Caitlyn Jenner issued a sharp statement Thursday, refuting author Ian Halpern's claims about Jenner's regretting her gender transition. For crying out loud, Halpern's claim is the quote dumbest statement of the day. And it's not even worth com commenting on such an idiotic report, except they did comment on it. <laughs> I don't know. I think when they threaten to take that gold medal away and wash the record for the Olympics clean, that might bring him back. Uh, yeah. Because that's an interesting thing. He, he, uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> because now he, sh he, he, <laughs> he, He's zim, zim. Yeah. <laughs> that uh no. Mm -hmm. it. He, I'm sorry. He, we yeah. Uh but don't worry. She'll be post po posing nude on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Cuz that's hot. Uh, okay, well I here, don't think that word means what you think it means. It here's here's my thought on that. The idea that uh this guy who had surgery uh, well and some say it's not there's no surgery had it's just um like gear that he wears um let's just say if it is surgery it is totally built and made like all the gear that is female that would show presumably or almost show on that cover is fake why don't they put a mannequin on the cover? Well, and they can Photoshop things and make it look absolutely ridiculously true. So just do that. <laughs> I mean, you know they're going to have to airbrush it. They're not going <laughs> to. Well. I mean, they're right. not going to. It's not going to be realistic. Right. <clears throat> I... It's insanity. I mean, there's nothing more you can say. Um. Come on now. 
in <laughs> Europe. <laughs> Emma Thompson, the actress, was protesting uh, fracking in Europe. On private land, they disobeyed a sign, and the sound you're hearing <laughs> is the farm, the owner of the land, driving around this group of people with a manure spreader <laughs> spraying out. <laughs> and they're all panicking. No, stop, no. It is just brilliant. Don't go on someone's private land to protest and not expect something to happen to you. I don't care if you're a celebrity or whatever. You're gonna get you're gonna get crap sprayed on you, especially by a farmer. Wow, where was this at? Europe, over in London. Yeah, I was gonna say I or bet in, I, not in London, but in England. I, that sounds something like something an Irishman would do. But apparently, Emma Thompson's sister is a chef, and so they were doing like a mock um, bake off or cook off, whatever uh-huh. over there. And so they have this thing set up with a film crew, and this this farmer is driving around their set, just spraying crap all over the ground. <laughs> it's just. The field is meters from Quadrilla's proposed fracking site at Preston New Road, and the protesters didn't have permission to be here. The message from the farmer couldn't be clearer. Well, it's a very powerful message, isn't it? Woof. Yes, And I was doing the frosting at the time, and I just That's thought, keep calm and carry on frosting. <laughs> really? So it's okay. That's fine. We're just going to keep breaking the law and trespassing. Good idea. Because our cause is better than you. Better than your privacy. Better than yeah. your rights. Better than your... And this is England, so they don't have much rights. But many rights. My outrage trumps your rights. <laughs> that is it. Yes. Yeah. That is it. Okay, one last insanity piece, and then we'll uh, we'll come to a an unfortunate end tonight. <clears throat> this is a little more close to home. <sighs> Hang on a second. We've got to set the mood. I think. <laughs> I think. What mood are you setting? Baby. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's enough of that. Creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the University of Minnesota School of Public Health hosted an event to, quote, combat fat phobia <gasps> and, and fat oppression for interna- International No Diet Day, which is apparently celebrated on May 6th. According to the event description on Facebook, quote, dispelling myths, fat, fat phobia, and challenging social stereotypes was designed for apparent experts, in quotes, to discuss the history of diet culture and break down the myths and stereotypes around fat oppression and the medical model of fatness, expanding the diversity discourse on campus to include size. It's in the University of Minnesota School of Public Health. It also uh, discussed ways to, quote, combat fat phobia in your own life and within the campus community. To increase attendance, the sponsors advertised, quote, limited pizza and anti-diet swag. Limited pizza? Limited pizza, right. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, was it? Should be all you can eat. (laughs) 
Was it one of our first shows? The Oscars happened, and we went over the, the swag bag. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, early on in the David Allen show, yeah, uh, they get an, an anti diet swag bag. What is that? Just buckets of fat. Yeah, and uh, high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> Shh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, the two quote experts. Featured in the discussion, uh, of Virgie Tovar and Kathy Cater believe in, quote, fat positivity, also called body positivity. While Cater, Cater is a psychotherapist who teaches you're parents... You're half right there. ...who teaches parents that children, quote, come in all sizes. Tovar is an activist who is proud to be fat. Tovar's website, titled Those or Lose Hate, Not Weight, claims she is a lecturer on fat discrimination. The Minnesota Republic reports Tovar said, quote, weight loss is not a realistic goal for most people. Because <laughs> we're lazy. <laughs> and that diets are forced on people by a white heteronormative society. Or a healthy society. One or the other. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you don't. Are you done with this? No, no, there's more. Okay. There's more. <laughs> oh, my. Um, Tovar allegedly told the audience, exercise and diets are constructs. Uh, explain that. What in the world does that mean? What's means, a construct? It's like a cultural thing. You know, skinny is, is, it used to be that the, the more plump you were, supposedly in the Middle Ages or whatever, mm-hmm. only fat people had a lot of money, so fat was considered something that you wanted to be. Because then you had plenty of food. So they're saying it's just this cultural thing that 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 says that fat is bad. <clears throat> when doctors and theoretically you would think public health nurses would say that uh, being um, not fat, not, not uh, at least definitely not morbidly obese... Is yeah. um, is a requirement. <clears throat> you know, in boot camp, if you went in there and you couldn't do, uh, if you couldn't pass your PFT, they put you in what they called the food blister. Uh, <laughs> is that squad. where that word comes from? Food blister. Food blister. Yeah, I really? don't know. Well, it's food blister, so I, I think it should be uh, National Food Blister Day or something. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's see. The Minnesota Republic notes, Tovar harped about discrimination regarding choices in sexual partners, how chairs are designed, and public transportation usage. Tovar claimed that fat shaming has made her avoid public transportation during peak hours. The talk was devoid of actual diet statistics. Um... So is it the job of public transportation to not fit as many people in the bus as they can <laughs> because some of them are large? Yeah. If, is that the deal? If the fire department has to come and remove a wall to get you out of the house, <laughs> maybe you should stop eating. If the only way to get you in from one room into the other is to grease the door, door jams and put a Twinkie <laughs> right. on the other side, maybe you should lose a little weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was snarky. It was kind of snarky. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Um, where'd we go here? Come back, come back to me. According 
to the flyer for the event, Dispelling Myths, Fat, Fat Phobia, and Challenging Social Stereotypes, was sponsored by the Office of Equity and Diversity, Women's Center Office of for Equity and Diversity, um, the, <laughs> the College of Food, Agriculture, and Natural Resource Science, the School of Social Work, the Improving Campus Climate Initiative, and the School of Public Health. Why would the School of Public Health do this? Because it's a political thing. The University of Minnesota's School of Public Health is ranked eight in the country. Oh my God. Becky, (laughs) look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. You know, who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her butt is just so big. I can't believe it's just so round. It's like out there. I mean, gross. Look. She's just so black. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Sorry for that. (laughs) (laughs) This from uh, the University of Minnesota. Well, that. uh... (laughs) I mean, nobody thinks it's if I mean, most people struggle with their weight and they have to work extra hard to try to keep down. And I'm not svelte, but um, there is. Uh, the the problem with this is that there no sometimes you should feel bad for about how you behave. But weight loss is not a realistic goal for most people, David. Well, so right. We should say the same thing for alcoholics. Quitting drinking <laughs> is not, not a not realistic, realistic goal. goal. You know that's a great because point. the majority of them don't. <laughs> so we should uh, try to keep them from stop. You know, keep them drinking because it's not a realistic goal. And maybe we can build separate um, roadways for alcoholics, you know, that have like, and then they have to drive like bumper cars or something to and fro from the bar. (laughs) That's great. You know, Um, because we don't want to offend them. I mean, it's just it's just this ridiculous stuff, and it doesn't help people to no. encourage them in their unhealthy behavior. Yeah. Because why not? I mean, if if a lot of the music that these kids are listening to is encouraging this, well. Let's go with it. It feels good. This is all fluid, right? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Huh. It's not? It's not? Did you just say snot? Snot, yes. <laughs> this is the David Allen Show. <laughs> Spinning the insanity today.
before before Beyonce was her own self. Oh, so it's Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Come on, get to it. Hurry up. Uh, no. I wish I could, but that's enabling bad behavior (laughs) to try to get me to dance. Oh, yeah. I'd be a hypocrite. Uh (sighs) Uh-huh. All right. Hold on. Awesome. Oh, sorry. I, f- I fell out of character. My bad. This is the David Allen Show. Let's go back to something fun. Ugh. Something worth worth doing. One quick, one quick look at the face bag. Bernie Sanders in Sioux Falls right now. Ugh, that's too bad. And you know what? I've got friends that are just jacked up about him, and I don't know why. I know. I know some people that just... If... If Bernie gets it, they're going uh, the nomination, they're going to vote for him. For Trump? Trump, for, Trump, Trump? No, for Bernie. Oh, 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 uh, but if Hillary is Trump. Then it's Trump. Ooh. They want, they want the anti-establishment candidate. What if it's I think what if it's Bernie and Trump? I think Does I, that mean Bernie wins? I bet Bernie would oh, win if man. that's the case. I mean the only thing the only thing about that it, you know, I don't know if he's going to get much done. So, Quagmire might be the best that we can hope for for 4 years. Don't we kind of want that anyway? Yeah, at some point. Slow it down. Trump Uh I mean, it's, yeah, it's not good either way. No, no, it isn't. (laughs) ESPN thinks ESPN's ads try to guilt you. For checking Facebook. Why binge watch Netflix or post on Instagram when you could be watching the game? That's the oddly premised question ESPN asks in a new ad campaign that takes on some of the many new time drains competing with it for your attention. Including streaming services like Netflix and Amazon and social media networks like Facebook and Twitter. In the first ad, a woman scoffs at a suggestion from a streaming service, clearly meant to be Netflix, through the, though the company is never named, that she might enjoy a movie about a diamond heist. Silly algorithm, she chides, as she wraps herself in a Steve Kerr blanket and settles in to watch a sideline interview with the ESPN's Doris Burke, apparently the much more exciting option. In another, a man stands alone in a dark apartment, photographing a sandwich. Your life's so worth sharing, a narrator mocks. 
But when he sees the Instagram like generic social network he's posting to is already saturated with sandwich pictures, the banality of his existence dawns on him. He flips on Sports Center on his smartphone and feels fulfilled. And, and that's not banal. <laughs> Never mind that market research shows that many people browse and post on social media as a second screen as they watch sports on TV. The idea, the idea is to stoke a sense of FOMO among prospective ESPN viewers. While you're busy posting sandwich pics or streaming Diamond Heist movies, you're missing out on the exciting moments happening live on the Disney-owned channel. But it's not just your attention that ESPN is competing for. The sports media juggernaut has been struggling lately as a growing number of cord cutters opt to throw out traditional cable TV packages in favor of streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. And while live events like the game's ESPN airs are still the biggest draw of the traditional bundles, that may soon change. Earlier this year, Twitter won the hotly contested rights to stream Thursday night's NFL game through... Whoa! I didn't know this through bidding that also reportedly involved Facebook, Amazon, and Verizon. They all bid for it? Twitter! Twitter is going to stream Thursday night NFL games. Whoa! Wow! These commercials Weird. are ESPN's recognition that as the lines blur between traditional media and all manner of digital upstarts, everyone's on a competitor. Everyone's a competitor. Hmm. This, ladies and gentlemen, the news you need to know. The David Allen Show. Hey, that rhymed. Hey. You're a poet, and... This is the end. You didn't even realize it. I didn't. It's a poet and didn't know it. Hey. Oh, wait, that's better. <laughs> this is the end of episode 14. Thanks for listening. We appreciate wow. your time and effort sitting through this fantastic array of insanity. This is the David Allen Show. You can find us on davidallenshow.com. Uh, you cannot find us anywhere on the web because we are elusive six days a week. Thursday nights, we're live, typically, yeah. on MixLR, and we are working on the video option. I don't know why. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have any last words over there, David? Yeah, that was a, I'm trying to be less snarky. But oh, oh, it oh, oh, one, we didn't hear. Uh, tell us, tell us quick. Uh, you just had an excursion to the south. What yes, happened? I did. Oh, you, you, uh, you met hijinks, a guy. Hijinks in, in, ensued. Um, hit hit a deer, stayed overnight. Like punched a deer? Yeah. Did you get we, a fight with a deer? Yeah. It was a deer death match. It was it was uh, exciting, um, uh, intoxicating, and uh, you know laugh out loud funny. No, we uh, we were driving from Phoenix, got to New Mexico, and slammed into a deer. <clears throat> um. <laughs> and so we got to spend a night at a uh, a local motel. Luckily for us, the owner of the motel was not a homicidal maniac, so we got out of there um, and we're on our way again until we got into Nebraska. And then again, tornadoes and severe thunderstorms stopped us in our tracks. And so once again, in spite of our 
uh, a desire to get home. We were thwarted. And yesterday we made it the rest of the way. T-warded home. We were T-warded home. <laughs> T-warded on many accounts in many ways. But we finally made it. Now, Cletus, what did happen to that deer you had a fight with? Uh, let's just say... Uh, did he not walk away from it? No, he didn't. You, you didn't have two parties exiting that fight? What? <laughs> what did you say to me, boy? Are you making fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't mock my people. <clears throat> Where are you from, Russia? Don't knock them. But we made it back. Uh, better people. We have more character and, and greater amount of intestinal fortitude. So uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was a life experience. Cletus, <laughs> you think you'd do that one more time? What's you that? think you'd do that again if you had the chance? Uh, I, th- this time I'd probably drive most of the way. Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe I would. If the price was right. Maybe if, uh, if I, yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> no, it was a good time. Uh, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of good conversation and, uh, You see lots of Trump hate or Trump love? I did not, well... I saw a lot of feel the burn bumper stickers. Mm, Bernard. Uh-huh. And uh, we, uh, uh, other than that, I did not see a lot of Trump. I didn't see a lot of Hillary. 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 Did you see some of that Ted, that Mr. Cruz? No, I did. I did. Uh, I say I did not see that. It, 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 uh, no. No, I did not. <laughs> China. China, sorry. All right. This is the David Allen Show. <laughs> Cletus, you, you need to go home. Yes, I need to go home. I'm, I'm done worn out. I haven't been this tired since the NOM. <laughs> All right. This is the end of our show. Toodles. This is... <laughs> I transitioned. <laughs> Can't say it's wrong. So, <laughs> what should I, what should I call you? <laughs> Bubbles. That's my stage name. All right, Bubbles. Have fun. Have Thanks. a good night. Thanks. <laughs>